Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Happy Wednesday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. We are once again here in our West Loop studios. We've got kind of a fun show on deck today. Um, since the Hawks have not played in quite a while, really for the first time all year. We've run out of things to talk about. Well, not, <laughs> I wouldn't say. I think we did our mailbag show and we did you know, some other topics. And like, we keep getting asked these same questions. And while we, can, we address them in short bursts, we're going to use today's show to kind of answer these, these what-if questions in longer form, mm-hmm. right? So we've spent a lot of time over the last week or so talking about what happens if Taves and Kane stay, don't want to be traded, whatever. That's been covered. If you missed those, go listen to the Mailbag Show. Go listen to uh, the Taves and Kane uh, analysis show we did. I think that was last Friday. That's out there. So we're not going to get to that one today. But I think the first thing we're going to start with is what if the Blackhawks are too good to tank? Right? What if they're too good to end up yeah. with a meaningful draft pick. Meaning, to me, meaningful is top three. This draft may be top five. Yeah, I, I think, first off, I I mean, all right. So let's, let's unwrap this. The Blackhawks are playing right now um, okay enough hockey to squeak out some wins. And it does not seem like they are playing at a sustainable level to where they're still going to be able to squeak out some of these wins or, you know, kind of work their way back into, you know, being down three to one and coming back and tying it and forcing overtime, things like that. It's not sustainable. They're they're very poor at five on five. Their power play is not great. Um, and the goaltending is all over the place because whoever is in net is all over the place. Um, not just Alex Stalock being all over the place, but literally who actually is going to be in the net. Yeah. So it doesn't seem sustainable for where they're at right now. But if they tweak some of those things, if they get consistent goaltending, if they get consistent uh, production at five on five, you may be looking at a team that could hover right in the middle of the league, which is the worst place that you want them to hover. Right. So what if they're too bad to tank? What if they're too bad to or too good to tank? To you 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 run into NHL hell where especially in this draft you're not talking about a rebuild accelerating talent like Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli um but you're also not talking about really like meaningful playoff run because you're not built to, to, to do that. So you're kind of put in a horrible position where you don't know if you're going to, what you're going to do at the trade deadline. You probably won't be able to tank your way back down into the top three and you're not going to go for it. Right? Like it just, it just seems like if they are, if, if, if tanking is not going the way that Kyle Davidson built the team to do as we get to January and February, it really completely throws a wrench into this year. And we, we talked about it all off season this year and the way that this season went meant so much because of the ultimate goal being a top three pick. And if this year doesn't go according to plan, then 
you kind of have to go, okay, plan A did not work. Plan B doesn't look like it's going well either. What's C? What's D? What's E? Like, what are these other scenarios that hopefully Kyle Davison has a plan for? Yeah, I, I agree with you, Mario, on the what if not really having to worry about this one. Uh, another factor that of why it's going to get harder for Hawks to win, all of a sudden after three weeks, those offensive problems we talked about all preseason long have been creeping in. Yeah. Blackhawks have three goals in their last three games. And one of those was during three on three overtime. Right. So they only have two goals in regulation in their last two games. That seems more like the norm than the five goal outbursts we saw against Edmonton or San Jose. Mm-hmm. So there, I, I agree that what if they're not good enough to get one of those top picks I don't think we're going to have to worry about it when it's all said and done come April, but what if? I don't think it's a complete disaster. I don't think it's a complete failure of a season. Um, I think Kyle Davidson will do whatever he can to, you know, hey, instead of waiting until March 3rd to trade all of our good players, maybe we start trading them at Christmas. You right, know, yeah. it, there's. I don't think Kyle Davidson came into this season with – all we're focusing on is getting the number one overall pick, and we don't have any kind of scenarios planned out for anything else. He's not – he is – GMs of the past would have definitely right. done that, but he is much smarter than that and has a game plan and has a contingency plan, and a, he's got a whole staff of people that have input. So I'm sure, you know, the numbers have been crunched. Time and time – Jeff Greenberg is a – Numbers guy, I'm sure he's yep. got funky graphs that you know certain other Twitter hockey accounts would probably be very jealous of. Uh, of this happens, we do this. If this happens, we do this. So if they're too good to tank and they don't get a top three, a top five pick, I don't think it's the end of the world. It's not ideal. You obviously want one of those guys, but if it doesn't happen, I'm sure there's a plan B. That's why they have extra first-round picks already this this year and right. are going to look to get more. So if you don't get a top-three pick, you don't get the number-two overall pick, number-one overall pick, you still may have three to four other picks in that round that you either use them individually instead of getting one generational talent, you get four first-round-level players, or you use those to get one of those picks. Just because you don't necessarily get it based on your record doesn't mean he doesn't find a way to somehow still pull that off. We've seen him be super aggressive at the draft already. Yeah, he's not afraid. That's for sure. He yeah. will make an unpopular move if it fits his game plan. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about the, the, the echoes coming from the fan base, coming from the media. So if he doesn't, if his team isn't good enough to get one of those picks, he'll find a way to get one. Yeah. My my fear is that there are some teams that are um, that we are not counting on to suck that absolutely suck. Yeah, the St. Louis Blues have six points in eleven games. They're absolutely terrible. They're minus twenty in goal differential. I, but the Hawks, I don't, I don't by see comparison, that being, are minus five. I don't see that being sustainable either. Like, I don't see them being that bad. I don't see them making a run like they did in twenty nineteen. But you know what? As I said, I don't think Craig Berube is the coach when the Blues are here November 16th. If it stays like this, I don't know how you justify it. you so got to do something so quick. So you, you, mm-hmm. you get that new coach bump, 
and you win five in a row, all of a sudden you're still bad, but you're not. Yeah, you're not Connor Bedard bad. No, right. I think. Look, I think. I think. Are they one of the five worst teams in the league? Yes, I think without question they're one of those teams. And you're right; like the offense has come back to like obviously Jason Dickinson and Sam Lafferty have not remained point per game players. <laughs> what? Right? I know. Who could imagine that? Surprise. Right? Um, Failures. And you know Taves is scoring well, but he's got a really high shooting percentage. Conversely, Kane is not scoring so many goals, but he's got a really low shooting percentage. So those things will kind of probably even each other out a little bit. Um, and yeah, it feels like even if you know Taves and Kane decide they want to finish their, their season in Chicago, there's still a bunch of pieces that might go at that deadline. Yeah. You know, don't mean Athanasiu almost for sure. That's going to hurt the team on the ice. But then you start talking about, well, do they call up Reichel at some point this year? Or is he just – is he see, that's, what, that's kind of the thing that remains to be seen, right? Are they waiting till after the deadline to call these Rockford guys up? Or are they just saying Rockford's going to be Rockford this year? We're going to try to have them win the Calder Cup and then deal with it everybody next year. That's kind of the the strangest here because if Lucas Reichel finds that consistency, finds that compete, finds the you know the game in all three zones, maybe they say, look, we can't justify keeping this kid down anymore. That will probably help the NHL team a little bit. But yeah, I, I think that top five is is probably still safe. Um, I just there's just a lot of teams that we were not expecting to be this bad yeah, that are bad no. and yeah the Blues will probably bounce back. I don't, I don't know, know about the Blue Jackets. Yeah, I mean if they get some goaltending they'll be all right. And they just got uh, what's his face back I believe uh, Corpusalo. Corpusalo. Yeah. So I don't is he is he a Vesna Trophy caliber goalie? No, but he <clears throat> that's a team that you don't go out and sign Johnny Gaudreau to get to worry about your lottery position. Or I you do. <laughs> I mean, I think they'll improve. Now, will they be a contender? Uh, Probably for it, but they're not going to be a, you know, at this point percentage. The rest they'll they'll get better. They'll improve. It's still going to come down, I think, to the Hawks and the Coyotes. The Coyotes, they got eleven points. Yeah. They beat Buffalo <laughs> yeah. on the road. Yeah. We couldn't beat Buffalo on the road. They did. Right. They're well, in the midst of a fourteen-game winning streak and, and beating the crap out of the Sabers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, there's so much hockey left to go. We got 70 games left on the schedule. These things are going to shake out, and I think by the time we get to the post-trade deadline, it's going to be most of the teams we expected to be there. Now, maybe there'll be a team that isn't, and there'll be, but they'll be replaced by a team that we didn't expect, like right. the Blue Jackets will hang around. Or, yeah. but. In the end, it's just it, it's too early to really be worried about what other teams if they're not winning enough. Honestly, beyond the Sharks and beyond the Coyotes, all the teams behind the Hawks in the standings are on paper significantly better than yeah, the right. Wild. Yes, the Colorado Avalanche are going through a bunch of injuries right now. The Canucks, the Ducks. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna They've get a look at better. the Ducks this weekend. They're I think with their speed and their talent, they're gonna give the Hawks some fits. Yeah, uh, Saturday night. So, you know, it'll be all right. There's a long way to go. Some of these teams haven't found their groove yet. There's always teams that struggle in October, but then, you know, they're right there in the playoff race. And the thing is, you still have a lot of games against these teams. Yeah. He's going to play the Blues four times. So, you know, just don't 
beat the blues <laughs> in, moral victories yeah like Ever's just moral victory, the, right. like like you know or, or when you play the ducks on saturday maybe you know don't try as hard <laughs> i would never suggest that but just <laughs> losing to these teams that like are right said, uh, those are the stay like starts but we can't say that anymore no those right. are, those are the, the <laughs> mitchell week starts <laughs> there you go yeah but yeah. there's plenty of time to play you're gonna play all these teams that are behind you right now multiple times things are gonna shake out and let it fall where it falls because it does even if you do finish with the worst record in the league you're still not guaranteed Connor bedard so just let it shake out i wouldn't worry too much about st- like standings every single day let a few let a few games pass before you check the standings if you're that worried about it and then maybe you'll feel better yeah uh dr horror show says would bedard slide no. like right fantilli and nope. mitchkov are amazing too no no, no. Nope. no. no. the only way bedard slides is if and he dies. i don't even know <laughs> and he still might get drafted <laughs> in the first round <laughs> his legs fall off well this guy here's dead well you know what we we got high hopes we're gonna let it play out his ghost will um, probably still get no, top it, six it would have somewhere. to be an off-ice scandal it would have to be a like a catastrophic injury and knocking i wouldn't neither of those things happen right um but but as but as we've learned off-ice scandals aren't help, aren't stopping nhl play, teams from signing guys well you know what they did not allow that signing in Boston. Yeah, so. well, he's also not Connor Bedard. Correct. Um, oh. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, it would take something very out of the ordinary <laughs> for Connor Bedard yeah. to fall out of the first yeah, spot. There's, so, there's I would no just pencil him in at one. Yeah, he's, no I, would, I would actually use ink. Like, I would use a shirt. And, and yeah. by the way, if, you wanna, if you're a GM and you want to get fired, the way to do that is to not take Connor Bedard number one. Exactly. And be like, look how smart I am. Mm-hmm. He who shall not be named. I'm going to take this defenseman number one, and I'm fired. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> Connor Bedard is a generational. Well, we, we talked about it before we went on the air. Mitchkoff is the guy that has the potential of sliding down to six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of all the uncertainties of playing in Russia. Even Russia not in the middle of, of a war, you know you're going to have to wait three or four years. So being under a KHL deal, yeah. Yeah. So you know, in a dream scenario, the the, the Blackhawks win the draft lottery, they get Connor Bedard at number one, and then they use some of those extra first round picks they've been they've been collecting and will collect, hopefully, mm-hmm. maybe package something and jump back in at seven and get Mitchkoff because if you've already got Bedard or Fantilli, you could wait three or four years, no problem for Mitchkoff to come. Uh, I like yeah, you that could. Idea. Yeah. So there, there's a dream scenario right there. You win the draft lottery, and then Mitch Koff keeps sliding, keeps sliding, so then you get aggressive and say, screw it, let's trade these two Tampa first-round picks to get Mitch Koff as well. Yeah. And then you got Bedard or Fantilli, and then, oh, three years later, here comes Mitch Koff, and you're like, wow, mm-hmm. okay, this is going to be fun. Yeah, a grown adult, <laughs> a grown adult Mitch Koff, yeah. you know, not uh, teenagers. Just think, you know, what, what Kaprizov. Mm-hmm. Did for Minnesota. You think he wasn't worth the wait? Absolutely. Oh yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he hey. hit, and he hit Drew in the <laughs> face. I like him even more. Yeah, that's uh, funny that he gets uh, the. Well, hopefully there's no suspension coming for him because he was getting. That was he, you used some colorful language at the yeah, uh, arena. We won't repeat. He was, uh, but he was getting beat up behind the net. Yeah, uh, pretty badly yeah, by Doughty. If, if, if Drew Doughty did what he did to Kaprizov out in the streets, he would have gotten arrested. <laughs> uh, Drew says the real question is: Can the Blackhawks make the playoffs? Oh, don't worry, Drew. That is on our list of what ifs. Uh, we will talk about that here in a minute. But first, we want to tell you about our friends at Green Ridge Farm. Did you miss the tailgate this weekend? Well, friends, you missed uh, a spread from Green Ridge Farm like you would not believe. 
the sausages, the meat sticks, everything was out there, and it was fantastic. We got another tailgate, by the way, this Sunday. Go to allchgo.com to buy your tickets ahead of Chicago versus Detroit. Don't miss that. 830 to noon, corner of Roosevelt and Michigan, allchgo.com to get your tickets. Goose Island beer, great food will be out there. It's going to be a great time, so join us there. But Green Ridge Farm last weekend had the meat sticks out there, and I'd never had them heated up before. Mm -hmm. They threw them on the Blackstones, and they got nice and warm. Oh, man, absolutely delicious. They are all natural. They're perfect for tailgating, happy hour, school lunches, packed with protein, 16 grams per stick, uh, hardwood smoked for eight hours. They come in chicken, black forest beef, jalapeno cheddar, and my favorite, the spicy chili. Broke into my second new pack of spicy chili last night. Absolutely fantastic. If you have not tried these yet, you don't know what you're missing. They're delicious because they're made from recipes, generations in the making, all natural, fresh, and flavorful. They're awesome. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. I found mine at Pete's. That's where I get mine all the time. They've also got the, the deli meats there as well, which are amazing. And right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, Simply Natural Meats. Hey, and if you are coming to our tailgate on Sunday, first of all, dress warm. Yep. Second of all, thank you. But if you want to continue your day and actually go to that Chicago versus Detroit professional football match, <laughs> uh, you can go and visit our friends at game time and grab yourself some tickets for that game, or if you're looking to go to the Hawks, one of the upcoming Blackhawks home games, and save a ton of money, check out Game Time. They are the hottest new ticketing site that, that makes it easier than ever for, to score the best deals on tickets, sports, concerts, and shows. You want to go to that Marion Hosa number retirement uh, game a week from Sunday, November 20th. They got tickets. They're coming down in price. When when those tickets first went up there, they were like 120, I believe. 86 right 86 now. bucks. So they're dropping in price. And that's the key with game time. Wait it out. You want to go to that game on Sunday? Wait until 30 minutes before puck drop and buy your tickets. You'll get the biggest deals, the best deals, the best savings. Uh you can get the best seat. Wherever you want to sit, you're going to find where you want it. You want to go see the Hurricanes on on uh Monday? They're a good team. They're a lot of fun. See our Swedish boy, uh, Tavo. Finish. Finish. That's what I meant. Uh, $11. $11 to go see a Stanley Cup contending team bucks. in the Carolina. You can get a 300-level ticket for $11 on game time. And, hey, if you wait till Monday, you might be able to get it for under 10 bucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> so check them out at game time. You won't find a better deal this season on Bears tickets, Blackhawks tickets. You want to go see the Bulls as well. You can get concert tickets, all kinds, whatever your uh, entertainment needs are. Game Time has you covered. Created by the fans, for the fans. They guarantee the lowest price. If you find a similar ticket on sale on another secondary site for a cheaper price, let them know. They will match it. If you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the podcast description. So if you're watching right here on YouTube, scroll down, stop at that giant thumb, hit it, Give us those yeah. likes, folks. We need those. Those are like those are like oxygen to us. We need them to thrive. <laughs> and then shortly uh, below that, you will find the link to Game Time. And if you're listening, wherever you're listening to the podcast, wherever, uh, scroll down in the description, you'll find that link. Click it. 
and then go save yourself money on the best tickets in town. Game time. It's going to be a great time out there on Sunday. So looking at Bears tickets for that one, uh, $124 to go watch Justin Fields go wild on the Detroit Lions. That'd be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, all right, let's get to our next what if. All right, what if the Hawks don't have a top three pick? What if we're looking beyond Bedard, Fantilli, Mitchkov? Who are some of the names to keep an eye on? And uh, our buddy Chris Peters has his 2023 draft rankings out already, and I've been doing some reading lately. And uh, his fourth-ranked guy is Leo Carlson, and I like what I'm reading about mm-hmm. Leo Carlson. There's a bunch of names, though. Who, who do you guys have an eye on? Yeah, Carlson, um, I, I, I was listening to Chris's uh, latest podcast for uh, Talking Hockey Sense, um, where he went through some of the, the draft prospects, and, and he basically said Carlson is, it's early, but he is playing his way into that level of Bedard, Fantilli, Mitchkov. Like, it's not just a three-headed draft class. It's potentially, if, if Carlson keeps up what he's doing in, in, in Sweden right now, it's a four-headed draft class, which is better news for the Blackhawks. Yeah, because right. then if you land four, you're not like, ah, oh, crud. No, you get a guy like Leo Carlson, who's a big, uh, versatile player. Um what was it, 12 points in 17 games for him in, in the Swedish top league as a, yep. as a draft-eligible kid? Like, and, and that is just super so, impressive. So, you, you know, the European numbers are always much lower than the NHL. Especially for the young kids. Yeah, right, yeah. young guys, big ice. The it, numbers, they don't pile up the numbers six like or they seven do in the West. Yeah. A year, the, a night. <laughs> one, of the, one of the worst things you could have is, is a prospect in, in, in Europe playing with the top club because they're probably playing, like you said, like five minutes. Yeah. Like, crazy so um but yeah i mean for for a player like that to have those kinds of numbers get that kind of opportunity is is really impressive and you don't really see that very often um out of europe looking not much further than the uh than Connor bedard in the whl uh brandon Ye- or Braden yeager yeah in the whl with uh moose jaw give you a, a second to think about where moose jaw might be but saskatchewan i believe so it's home of uh Billy Carlson from Slapshot. It's, yeah. it's in the jowls of Canada. Yeah, <laughs> perfectly, uh, perfectly named. Uh, yeah, he is. He's he's a guy, uh, a centerman who's a great playmaker. Um, would be someone that would be very intriguing. Uh, I think he's around the f- the five six range uh, in in most draft rankings. So yeah, I, I mean, th- there's there's definitely some players that would be very intriguing outside of the top three. And I think, you know, kind of what we what we said going into this past summer's draft is going to be true again going into this draft for the Blackhawks is that forward is still the priority. Yeah. I, I don't think, you know, nine of what was it, nine of twelve or nine of eleven draft picks in this last summer's draft were forwards. I, I think you still need to build out the depth of that position because what you look at right now defensively you know, you added Korchinski and Rizel, Rinzel in last year's draft. So you add that, those two guys to a, what was already a loaded blue line group in the, in, the, uh, in the prospect system. I think you can still focus on forwards, maybe get, a, a, you know, one or two defensemen. But I think the forward uh, position is still something that needs to be addressed in the Blackhawks' depth. So there's going to be a lot of guys in that top, you know, 10, especially between, between four and 10 that are going to be there. Yeah, and there's a lot of guys that are going to move up. You know, Yaros Slapkovsky was not 
he was he was not the number one he was prospect a top 10 guy at this time at, last no, year uh you know it was Shane Wright and you know so he moved out there's there's a lot of good forwards uh, a couple other guys playing junior Zach Benson of Winnipeg Ice is having a really good year he's got 23 points in 17 games so far pretty good uh Colum Ritchie who's in the OHL with Oshawa another solid forward over in Europe you have uh Dalibor Dvorsky playing uh in Sweden playing in there uh equivalent to the AHL he's he's uh moving up the ranks and a guy that's been moving up you're going to keep your eye uh, eye open. Uh, could be this year's Slapkowski. Not saying he's going to jump all the way to number one, but he's the guy that's going to move up the ranks, and that's uh, Edward Sale in, mm-hmm. in Czechia, uh, another big winger that can shoot the puck. So those there's plenty of options there. Um, if you don't get top three, you're disappointed for sure. Mm-hmm. But you're not – you didn't waste the season. Like right. you're, yeah. you're going to be able to get – another top line forward with the fourth or fifth or sixth pick it's it's there's a ton of talent especially with we talked about it on on monday especially with 12 picks combined in the next two uh drafts in rounds one through three yeah like you have a lot of flexibility you're gonna get more theoretically you're gonna get more that's how this is how you rebuild you Mm -hmm. give yourself as many scratch offs as you can Yep. And and you you'll you'll hit on you'll hit on him. And one player that I'm very interested in, and it might and he might come into play with with the second first round pick that the Blackhawks have with with Tampa, depending on where they uh, uh, end up in the standings. But someone that started the you know in the first you know draft analysis of the 2023 class was very high. He was around the five six seven range and has dropped down uh, significantly. In, in the first round standings is uh, a forward at the University of Wisconsin, Charlie Stramel. Uh, I believe it's Chris Peters. Might 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 have, might have been Chris Peters or Scott Wheeler. I can't remember which one. Um, both friends of the show. Uh, described him as basically a linebacker that plays hockey, and that intrigues me a lot. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a Kyle Davidson kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and uh, Wisconsin is a, a, a shell of itself as a program, and – I think the way that they, the way that that program is playing right now, is stifling Charlie Strammel offensively, and and he had, you know, a lot of expectations coming out of the U.S. program, and is just kind of dropping down those rankings. I still think there's a lot of talent there, and it's still early in the season. He could he could flatten off, he could go back up, who knows? But if he's, you know, if the perception of him keeps dropping, the Blackhawks, if they keep that late first, you know, expected late first round pick, that might be a player that. The talent level is there. It's just maybe the expectations got changed. Yeah. Got a good question from Chuckle Mucko I want to get to, but first I need to correct myself. It was not uh, Billy Carlson. It was Billy Charlebois is the slap shot player from Moose Jaw Saskatchewan. Mm. I got Billy and Dave Killer Carlson mixed up, and I made them one person. Billy Charlebois is the uh, is the player from Moose Jaw on the uh, Charlestown Chiefs. My apologies. Yes. I'm sorry. It's been too long since I've watched that movie. Um, um, well, but, oh, sorry. I just ahead. wanted to add another name along that sign of maybe that Tampa pick or whatever another first round pick you may or may get that's later. Sure. Kid to watch out for uh, another center from the uh, national, U.S. national program. Uh, it's a name that's familiar to everybody. It's not, not that guy. Will Smith yeah. has been lighting it up. Getting jiggy with it. Lighting it up, he's been getting jiggy with it uh, for the for the uh, national team development program. Uh, in let's see here, sixteen games for the national team, he's got thirty one points. 
Uh, That's pretty good. Yeah, and uh, he's play, he's got yeah twelve goals, nineteen points in sixteen games for the under eighteen national team, and uh, playing in the USHL level, uh, oh, just nine points in five games. Oh, uh, also pretty good. Six foot uh, center. Good skater. Obviously, he's got some scoring ability. So that's a guy to watch out for for that second. Kind of uh, a, a bigger Frank Nazar type player. So, you know. Well, that's really the only knock on Nazar is that he's not he's big. He's not as big, yeah. Well, so. he's got three more inches on Nazar and uh, plays the same type I of game. Give. What? Yeah. And that, Sorry. I knew that I was waiting for it. <laughs> Chucko says, uh, relevant hypothetical. Is it better to get a top five pick or multiple first rounders in that say five to twenty five category Why or not beyond? Both? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you we'll, could we'll do take both. both. But no, that's a good question. I mean, look, if it comes it's not Bedard, right? Yeah, because I do still think as great as Fantilli is probably going to be, and Mitch Kov and some of the other guys we've talked about, it's still Bedard and the rest. Yes, right. Yes. So if we're if we're eliminating Bedard from that conversation, then yeah, I think. If you get three picks in a top 20 or something like that, yeah. I mean, look, yeah. yes, the Blackhawks won Stanley Cups because they had star players, Kane, Taves, Hosa, Keith, et cetera. But the difference is from when they had just those guys, right, the depth. Mm-hmm. We talked yesterday about our ring of honor and guys like Dave Bowen and Nicholas Jalmerson and on and on and on. Those guys were not high first-round picks, right? They were guys who some were first, some were second, Duncan Keith was a second-round pick, for God's sake. Alex DeBrincat was a second-round pick. Jarmelson was fourth-round. Yeah, there's Mm -hmm. talent to be found, and the more of those you can get, the better. So if you're saying, would you trade, you know, three picks between five and 25 for Fantilli? I would think about it. I probably would. Yeah, but beyond those two, at at least as of today... Right. If you're not picking one or two, your your better option, yeah, would it be like to to have like numbers six and thirteen and like twenty. The, like, the yeah, let's year. do that. That's completely fine if it's not number but one or number two. They're setting themselves up to do that again, though. We already got two picks. One of them is Tampa, mm-hmm. and uh, Brad says in the in the you know chat here that it might not be as low of a pick as we originally yeah imagined. i mean like if they're for if they're a playoff team and they get bounced in the first round just because they've made it three straight cup finals and all that stuff starts to catch up with you all of a sudden that pick is 19 20 mm-hmm. as opposed to 30 31st that mm-hmm. pick all of a sudden a lot more appealing. a lot of value you yep. you tr- you know there's no way you're trading if patrick kane decides to get traded there's no way you're not getting a first round pick in that trade oh no way so there now you have your own pick which could be top three Mm -hmm. then you have tampa which hypothetically could be 17th 20th somewhere in that somewhere in that way somewhere in the renzel range yeah and then you trade you know patrick kane the rangers and they you know wait he's can only go to the sabers well they you know well even better for the first for for the first (laughs) round pick right so then you get then you get a guy that's maybe maybe you get a pick that's 26 27 somewhere in that range so now all of a sudden you've got a top three pick and then two picks in the second. I think you can use those two first picks to, as I said, to move pair them together want, and yeah. move back into the top ten and get another guy. Also, don't forget, they've got a buttload of cap space and will be one of the first teams that says, hey, if you've got a Peter Morazic problem, we're mm-hmm. your solution. Yep. Yeah, Give us a first-round pick and give us your veteran player you can't afford anymore that is still serviceable and can still help our team. 
bring them on. We'll yeah. take them. You yep. give us a first round pick, and we'll. I haven't gone through that list of who those guys might be yet, but bring them to Chicago. I am very, very excited for the next two drafts, just to see can you, all the maneuvering. Like, can we just fast forward through the rest? Draft, of the season Seriously, days? draft night on this show that was a lot of fun. It's going to be so. It was so. It, it was, was great we'll this see, year. It's but be even last better. year was great, but it was painful because it was DeBrinkit was gone, then uh, Doc was gone, and then it was. We didn't love Korchinski at seven, and we're idiots, right? Like, yeah. obviously, <laughs> if they're, if I think if they redrafted today, he would, if they were to relist the prospects, he would probably be in that mm-hmm. top five, seven range. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then they get Nazar, and we get excited, and then the Mrazic thing happens. It's like, all right, another first, and things start to feel really good. This year, whether or not they have a top three pick, I think everybody is going to be nothing but excited for that yeah, day it's gonna yeah. be i can't wait for the draft for so many reasons but yeah to do, do another live show that was a ton of fun last year uh our draft lotto lottery show is gonna be a little nerve-wracking this oh my year. god that's gonna be you can we'll, we'll, we're gonna tell I you that we, we will be on the air while I hope, the draft lottery i hope we do on. that in in studio this year we, we did it we, last year we weren't so able to do it, it in studio last year but uh no, didn't we do the lottery show no, we wasn't did, it? i we, thought we were we, here we did it uh as a remote Okay. I had uh, health issues. At the well, time. We might have been. Yeah, I think we were here. You guys might have been yeah. here. Yeah, because we were watching this TV. Yeah, we should do it. Yeah. But we'll well, do, hopefully we'll we do, do it all. We yeah. definitely will. Yeah. I think within this conversation, and, and yeah, I, you know, being excited for the draft and, and the opportunity that it presents the Blackhawks and their rebuild is great. Um, and, and, and within this of like, would you rather have a pick in the top five or multiple outside the top five but still in the first round? It comes down to scouting because – perfect example and this example will never go away is the 2015 draft Boston Bruins worked their way into the 13th 14th and 15th picks they took uh Jakob Zobrel who Jake DeBrusque mm. and Zach Zach uh Senshin Sen, uh 16 17 18 in that draft were Matthew Barzal Kyle Connor and Thomas Shabbat so it comes down to scouting and I, we saw last year's draft. I think, you know, obviously it's pretty early to put a definitive grade on Kyle Davidson as a drafter, but um, it seems like, and if you've been paying attention to uh, Greg and I's weekly prospects notebook, the, the, the rebuild report, things are going pretty well so far in the 2022 uh, draft class. Their, their seasons after being drafted. So I think the outlook is good. And if, if the Blackhawks and, and Kyle Davidson and his crew had three picks between five, six, seven, and the end of the first round, I have some confidence that if it's not a top five pick, they're still going to find someone, at least one, that's going to be a real good value uh, that can be a real game changer. Uh, a couple of people in the chat asking about how Sam Renzel is doing. Yeah, I've got his Have you not here. read the weekly <laughs> rebuild reports? He got his yes. first goal this last week. Yes, he did. He's actually been on a hot streak. He's on a three-game point streak, uh, a goal and two assists in his last three games. Not only did he get his uh, first goal of the season over the weekend, uh, career high, six shots on goal in that game. Uh, I believe he leads the USHL in shots as a defenseman. I believe this is true, too. He only had, out of his, uh, let's see here, 11 USHL games, he only has three where he's had two or fewer shots on goal. 
That's so, uh, that's uh, an yeah. offensive minded kid. Yeah, and it, it sounds like he's just getting into the groove here. Um, that's good. He he got called up to the USHL kind of late in the season last year. Had twenty one games, and I think now he's finding his groove. And, and and as a younger kid, he's not. I don't think he's playing top pair of minutes for Waterloo. I think he's probably on the second pairing. I mm-hmm. believe so. But he's a kid coming into his own. He's he's be fun to watch. But he's a project, and they knew that. Yeah, coming into he it, was but. he was a borderline first second round talent coming out of Minnesota high school. Like that's a, that's a roll of the dice there. Right. But that's, um, when you have three, you can right, do that. that but, was, yeah, exactly. If he was the only first round pick they had that round, they didn't make the other two trades. They probably get a little more, uh, aggressive. Yeah. They get somebody who would be, you know, higher floor or lower ceiling. Maybe. Yeah. A guy that'd be more that they wouldn't want to wait four or five years for, but since you already got Korchinski, you could take mm-hmm. a Renzel and take yeah. your time. Uh, question from 745 Moto fan in the chat. How many first-round picks do the Hawks have right now? Uh, so let me recap two. Uh, the next two years of picks for the Blackhawks. Uh, 2023 draft, that's the upcoming one, obviously. Uh, two first-rounders, their own in Tampa's. Two second-rounders, their own in Tampa's. Two third-rounders, their own in Dallas's. Their own fourth, their own fifth, and their own seventh. Okay? Now, there's going to be a lot more added to that because they're going to add some at the deadline. 2024, their own in Tampa's. 2020, uh, sorry, second round, their own in Vancouver's. That's the Jason Dickinson trade. Uh, round three, their own in Ottawa's. Round five, their own in Calgary's. Round six and round seven, they have their own. And then in 2025, one in each round, but that's down the road. So uh, in the next two years, they've got eight picks in the first two rounds and 12 in the first three. Yeah, that's good. That is how you rebuild and quickly. That, and they're and gonna, that number could, it, should, it go, should up. go up. Uh, 7.45 Moto also says they can get another first round. That would be awesome. I would be very surprised if they don't. If they didn't, yeah. And if they, if, <laughs> if they don't get another first round pick in this year's upcoming draft, I think it means one of two things. That Patrick Kane is sticking around. Mm-hmm. Or... They were somehow in the playoff hunt and decided not to tear everything down from this roster. That leads us to our next what if. Mm. But before we get to that, why don't we uh, why don't we update people on uh, on our friends at Shady Rays? Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let me scroll back. You were wearing yours today. I right? was wearing my Shady Rays. You needed it today. It was a nice that was sunny my, day. That was my favorite pair of Shady Rays. The uh, the with the clear frames and the polarized uh, lenses. Uh, I've been a customer of Shady Rays for a couple of years, and when I knew when I saw they were coming on board here at CHU, I was super excited. Shady Rays and myself always wondered why sunglasses are so darn expensive, so they set out to change it, and that's exactly what they did. You do not have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because Shady Rays has you and your eyes covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. Best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of Iowa. Lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they would send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. So say you get yourself a pair the day before the draft lotto, 
The Blackhawks win the number one overall pick. You jump for joy and your shady rays <laughs> go flying out the window and shatter into a million pieces. Don't worry. They'll send you a new pair for free. Even with that strong of a protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you for wearing them are just as good, if not better, than any one of those expensive brands on the market. And Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews on their website. Speaking of five-star reviews, give us a few on Ooh, that yeah. Apple podcast. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be fun. Let's let's just see if we can catch Shady Rays. Uh, <laughs> Shady great. Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger across America with every purchase and have donated over 20 million meals nationwide. That is freaking awesome, especially this time of year. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they will throw the profit directly out the window with your Connor Bedard sunglasses to do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. And here's the most fun part. For our CHGO listeners, an exclusive deal just for you. Put two pairs of awesome Shady Rays in your cart. Use the promo code CHGO at checkout, and you're going to get 50% off any orders for two or more pairs of sunglasses. That's buy one, get one free the last time I did the math, and that is an awesome deal. Get two pairs of great shades for as low as 54 bucks. That deal is amazing. Take it from me, who was wearing Shady Rays earlier. Won't get to wear them on the walk back to the car because it will be dark out, but that's okay. <laughs> so ShadyRays.com, grab yourself two awesome pairs for the price of one. Uh, if it's it's getting darker these days, yeah. right? Earlier than than we'd all would yeah, like, like to. noon. No. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's tough, and uh, you know I know for our for our CHGO tailgates, uh, I don't know if we have any that are going to be later in the day, but if they do, it's going to be dark out there. But I know one of the best things that we have going on for our CHGO tailgates, the next one coming up on Sunday, uh, is our cornhole set. Yes. And if it is dark, thanks to the good people at Chi-Town Cornhole, you can turn on the LED lights that are on your cornhole set, and you can play bags or cornhole or whatever you want to call it at night, and you can still be able to get uh, get your cornhole game on. And, again, that's thanks to Chi-Town Custom Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. They hooked us up with some amazing uh, CHGO-branded cornhole sets. Uh, you've seen them at the CHGO tailgates. Uh, they're here in the office. I don't know why they're not set up more often, uh, <laughs> but they, they look great. Uh, they are the signature box-style design uh, that Chi-Town Cornhole uses, and they can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted to whatever you want to do. They're very customizable. Their cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders, so you got to love that. And they also have uh, the abacus-style scorekeeping. So when you're getting good use out of the drink holders, you can use those scorekeepers to remember uh, what the score is. You don't have to keep it up there in your head. Uh, they also have the exterior handles. Great for carrying because those things are built sturdy, real wood. So they're a little heavier, but they got those carrying handles. They're handcrafted. It's great. Shy uh, town Cornhole is a veteran-owned and operated business, so you got to love that as well. They can ship anywhere and also offer... 
local pickups. Uh, so go check out their website, chitowncornhole.com. Make sure you follow them on Instagram at chitown underscore custom underscore cornhole boards. Uh, again, that's chitown custom cornhole boards. All right, and hockey fans, it is finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers, you get five, you can bet five bucks on any team and get $200 back in free bets if they win. I have been loving these same game parlays. I put one down tonight. Not a huge payout if it hits, but it's uh, Penguins and Caps tonight. Mm. I put down for Crosby and Ovechkin to, bo- to both score goals. Ooh. Plus 390. I put down five bucks. It'll pay out 2450 if I win. Well, that's not bad. So that's fun, yeah. right? It's not a, not a huge payout, but something to keep an eye on when you got two of the greatest of all time going at it. Uh, you want to keep an extra eye on that game and those same game parlays make it a lot of fun. And you can root for Dylan Strom too, who owes me five bucks. Um, if that wasn't <laughs> enough excitement, uh, you know, you can combine those bets. Like it's not just goal scoring, right? It's which team will win, how many total goals will be scored. There's so many ways to go through these same game parlays. It's awesome. It's how you put a little money down and get a big payout back when you win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. I withdrew the other day and got it in my bank the next day. Nice. It's awesome. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the code CHGO. Bet 5 bucks on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 back in free bets if they win. That's code CHGO at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. On your way to the show notes, smash that like button on YouTube. We would greatly appreciate that. And like Greg said earlier, make sure you're subscribed uh, on your podcast app and leave us a five-star review if you're feeling uh, friendly in that way. Shout out to our uh, buddy in the chat here, The Steve. Hello, The Steve. This is not Steve from Cicero. I think this is the new verification process on YouTube. You just put The uh, in front. Uh, Checking in from Scotland. That's awesome. Thank you for uh, listening. We we are international. We've got we know we've got Mexico. We got yep. we got listeners in Germany, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Brazil and now Scotland. We're we're worldwide. That's awesome. Need Thank a, you. A, a map of the world. Put little pins in there. That's a CHGO great idea. World, hey, you can't do world domination until you go international. That's true. We are international. <laughs> that is true. Yep, that's true. All right, so our last what if of the show is probably the most far fetched, <laughs> but it's also fun. What if on March third, twenty twenty three. The Blackhawks are in playoff position. Right now, the Hawks are on an 82-point pace. They have 12 points, 12 games, probably not playoff that position. That won't do it. So something would have to get better, mm-hmm. right? They'd have to get hot. But if the Hawks are in playoff position, do either of you guys see any scenario in which uh, Kyle Davidson deviates from the path and tries to add anything or decides to hold on to Athanasiu Domi and see what happens? He already told us. You already told us. Uh, we're sticking to the plan. Yep. I mean, it's a tough sell. It'll be hard to sell to the fans. It'll really be hard to sell to those guys in the room and say, hey, you guys are right there, but we're going to get rid of all your best players. But he said that's what he's going to do. you got to be real. Yeah. Like make, the make, making the playoffs this year is not part of the plan. Yeah. <sighs> if they are in anything better than a wild card position on March 3rd, I just worry about the the messaging that you're sending to these players that I, I I acknowledge and agree 
they're not here for the for the long haul. You're you're, you're not building with many or any of these guys theoretically. But if you're in the third spot in the central and you got cushion in the over the wild card or over being out of the playoffs and and you're like, "Hey, great season, guys. It's over on March 3rd. Everyone's gone." Man, I just yeah, but none of those guys are going to be here. I don't care about that. I know, I know. I'm just I'm just <laughs> right. saying like, but if you're saying to the future free agent class of 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 20 summer of 2023 summer of 2024 like yeah like Kyle Davidson is going to go out and he's going to be you know aggressive in this but if you go to a free agent and say hey uh you want to come here sign a three-year deal you know maybe make 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 something for yourself maybe be a part of something cool but you have the mentality or you have the idea in the back of your mind like hey if I do really well and I like it here I might get shipped like I think that does something to uh, the mentality of, of of the players, and we've seen a team like Vegas, who has no loyalty to their to their players, and just ships people in and out, in and out, trying to continuously stay competitive. And I think some guys sign up for that, and they know what they're going to get. But I think I, I think it it might mess with the the mentality of the players coming in, might mess with you know looking at Kyle Davidson as a GM, um, I, I agree. The I agree with the fact that, you know, this year's goal is not to get into the playoffs. It's not to have a deep playoff run. It's to get the best odds at having the top overall pick. But I think as far as setting a cult like setting a culture and having, you know, we've seen so many times in so many ways the way that this locker room is is in a better spot than it was last season. And I just, I don't know. I I have questions about the kind of messaging and culture that tossing everybody. If you're in a in a, if in the very very unlikelihood that they're in a playoff position, a solid playoff position by the trade deadline, I wonder what tossing everyone out the window on March third would actually do. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. And Greg and I were in the locker room today after practice, and it was. They're about to get in the bus, but everybody's laughing, having a good time. You know, Jonathan Taves is playing a tape basketball with Reese Johnson across the locker room. Everybody's got smiles on her face. It is a good vibe in there. But I, I think to Greg's point, who is here that matters in the future? And I think sometimes we can romanticize athletes a little bit. I don't think they pay that much attention. I really don't. I think, you know, we're talking about Austin Matthews, right? And and he's a free agent after twenty. 20- after next season, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and there's going to have a bunch of teams bidding for him if the Leafs don't wise up and resign him. You know, I don't think he's going to be like, well, the Hawks are offering me $12 million, but remember last year they were in a playoff hunt and they signed. I, I just don't know how realistic that is. Yeah, it's going to have an impact on the guys in a room and they'll be pissed. And maybe the way you do that, if you are in this very unlikely scenario that they're in firm playoff position at the trade deadline day is you just don't, burn it down right you still move Domi you still move Athanasiu I would still hope you move Kane but you're talking about guys like like borderline guys like Connor Murphy Jake McCabe I don't know Stalock Mrazek eh it's kind of up in the air whether or not they're going to be trade pieces or not and what the what would the value of that return be right like I like right. last year we kind of roasted the Hawks for not trading Dylan Strom 
but it turned out the only offer they got was a six-round pick. So, okay, there probably is a little bit of, like, this team dealt Dylan Strom for a sixth. That That's different, right? Mm-hmm. But if, if, if the plan is to rebuild and the reality is, look, we've got these guys who are walking anyway, we've got to get something for them. I don't know if that's something that, that, that gets held against I, them. I think if they they're if this scenario happens spoiler alert it's not but if it does and then Kyle Davis says well we're going to stand pat we're not going to trade any we're not going to add any pieces but we're going to stand pat we're going to go for a playoff run then you're right back where you were yeah. with he who should not be named uh i think they're on on the flip coin and and your argument about what message is sent it's it's spot on but the, the opposite side of that coin is well, you got a GM that's brutally honest with you. I told you this was what I was going to do, and I'm still going to do it. Mm-hmm. That, I think, gets some respect as well, too. Sure. We're like, hey, this guy is transparent. He told us what he was going to do, and he still did it. And, you know, free agents, you know, they come here and say, well, they may trade me in three years. Well, you know, if you're brought in, you're part of the, the core. You're part of the rebuild. If you guys are winning – in three seasons, that's the plan. That's not the plan right now. Right. Um, so it's a. It would be a super tough spot, but I think he's already. Kyle Davis has already said, "I'm sticking with it." Somebody, I think it was. Was it after the Edmonton game? Yeah. Was it? It was. Uh. uh was it Mark Spector? Mark Masters? One of those Edmonton Spiker. marks. Asked him and said, "Hey, what happens if this is still going?" He says, "Nope, we're sticking to the plan." Um, and I believe him when he says that. So, and I think he he's had a. It seems like he's been pretty upfront with the players about how things are going too, and yeah, how they're going to go. Seems that way. Yeah, I would think that when he signed Max Domi, saying, "Hey, we're going to put you up there with Patrick Kane, and we're going to get you top six minutes. We're going to get you on the top power play. You're going to go crazy at the faceoff circle, and then I'm going to put you in a spot where you can win a Stanley Cup, and we're going to reap the benefits from it. Yep. Why yeah. else would you come here?" Except to draft up. I mean, these guys know what's going on. They, 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 I mean, they, I know they want to win, and they say that they want to win, but they, they realistically know what, what's going on here. They, mm-hmm. they, they're not going to kid themselves. Um, so, you know, it, it, we'll see what happens. I don't think we're going to have to worry about this scenario. No, yeah, right. That's what the Honestly, fun of the I show. really <laughs> hope we don't have to worry about this scenario because lots of things – would have to go right slash wrong, depending on your point mm-hmm. of view, yeah. for that to happen. Right. But it would be a tough situation for Kyle Davidson, and he would want to choose what is more important to him, his reputation for being honest GM, or do you want to take a beating for being be the guy that broke apart a playoff team? You know, even though if you do that and you win a Stanley Cup in four or five years, no one's going to care anymore. Right, yeah. You know, so, you know, did anybody in 2005, any White Sox fans in 2005, were they harping about the white flag trade anymore? No, they weren't. It was forgotten. Mm-hmm. So now they're harping about it again. But, you know, <laughs> but that's that's being a Chicago fan. You you never let go of the bad, no matter how good it gets. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, you know, let's just keep praying to the hockey gods that that scenario doesn't happen. All right, that's going to do it. Let's remind everybody, tomorrow night, late night, puck drop will be on post game. We're going to be with you. We're going to do it from uh, the comfort of our homes. Uh, but we will be with you post game after the L.A. game tomorrow night. And then Friday, if you're not busy, the three of us are headed up to South Bend. 
over to South Bend, over Down. to South Bend, uh, to watch the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish and the Michigan Wolverines play in hockey. We're going to see uh, Adam Fantilli with the Wolverines and uh, Hawks prospects Landon Slaggart and Ryder Ralston, still the greatest hockey name ever uh, for Notre Dame. So it's going to be a good time coming out to the game. I looked the other day, and tickets on Notre Dame's website were 15 bucks. Not bad. So I don't know if they're still available, but it's going to be a big game. Big rivalry. Coming out and watching. Yeah, they play, I think they play Saturday, too. Two, so, uh, I believe, top 15 teams that are ranked. Yeah. So I have never one. been to a uh, outside of like a club level game at the at University of Illinois Champaign. I've never been to a, a, an NCAA hockey game. I'm really looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, guys, the election was yesterday, right? It was. Okay. Stop calling me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't vote for your Jerks. guy. Leave me alone. Why didn't you vote for me, Mario? S. Cameron Likely. That guy's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Only All right. Alone either. Let's wrap up. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us in the chat. If you've not, on your way out, please smash that like button. Make sure you're following us on social media at CHGO Blackhawks. Uh, make sure you get tickets to the tailgate at allchgo.com. Become a member. Get some merch. All that great stuff uh, at allchgo.com. So for Greg and Mario, thanks to Steven for running the show. I'm Jay. We'll talk to you Thursday, well, probably Friday morning, actually, yeah. after Hawks and Kings on the West Coast. This has been the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.